Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Recovering Faith Podcast. If you are watching the video, and uh, if you only listen to the audio, video is something that I started doing recently. I'm going to try to have every podcast also be a video on YouTube, and we'll see how that goes. So if you're, um, if you're just listening to this audio, this might not make as much sense, but behind me is a Christmas tree. And this is the earliest I've ever set up a Christmas tree. And I did it for a couple of reasons. Uh, one reason is because this is the first. Uh, this is my will be my first Christmas in my first house that actually belongs to me. And also the other reason why is that I decided to set the Christmas tree up so I could use it as a backdrop for pictures for things that I am trying to sell on my website and on Etsy. And this is cue the shameless self-promotion. If you uh, haven't noticed already on my website genecurl.com I now have a store where you can buy stuff that uh, I hand make. I make a lot of uh, sculptures out of silverware and scrap metal and I make uh, woodworking stuff uh, I make things out of wood and you know just make all kinds of things so if you haven't yet go and check it out and if you buy something I'd greatly appreciate it but even if not I hope you enjoy this podcast. Today's episode is something that I don't think we talk a lot about as Christians as Christians, I think, whenever something bad happens, we always think that we're going to be like Daniel, who was thrown in the lion's den and he came out unscathed. Or we think that we're going to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were thrown into the fiery furnace because they refused to worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar set up. Which that story, by the way, is in Daniel 3. And, of course, the important part of that story is that when Nebuchadnezzar told him he was going to throw him in the fire unless they worshipped the gold image he set up, they did not know that they would be saved from the fire. They knew that God could save them from the fire, but they didn't necessarily know that he would. And so the, uh, the wise man who had set up this whole, got Nebuchadnezzar to set up this law, saw that uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not worship this image. And by the way, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego isn't actually their given names. Those were the names given to them after they were brought into captivity. Their, their uh, given names were Hananiah, uh, Mishael, and I forget the third one now. But yeah, they were... Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were the names that were given in captivity. But anyhow, uh, starting in verse 13, Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, so that these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said unto them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you will not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. 
Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from us, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. And this isn't really part of the whole thing I'm getting into, but uh, it, I always think it's important to note that when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were brought before the king, even though he was at the very moment threatening their life, they were never disrespectful to him. They respected his authority as the king, and they addressed him, him properly and with respect. But when they told him, they said, our God can save us, but even if he doesn't, we're still going to do what God told us. And that's actually important here because there's a lot of people, a lot of people, everybody I think, or not everybody, but a lot of Christians think that that uh, when we're faced with a trial that we're going to be like Daniel in the lion's den or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who are thrown into the flaming fiery furnace. But not everyone was called to be Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego or Daniel. And some of us weren't even called to be Job, who, after suffering everything, got everything back, and then greater. Some of us are called to be John the Baptist, who lived his whole life fairly poor, with uh, no title or respect, and then eventually died at the hands of the king, being decapitated. And the reason why John the Baptist was beheaded is because he told the uh, he told King Herod, who was the son of Herod the Great, he told King Herod that it was not lawful or not right for him to have his brother's wife. And we don't the Bible doesn't go into details about why it wasn't right, but uh, we know more about this from the writings of Josephus, who was an ancient Jewish historian. And, and I'm going to I'll put a link to this in the show notes. Although John was preparing the way for Jesus, he was still under Mosaic law. When he rebuked Herod, he was rebuking the violation of Mosaic law. Herod's marriage to Herodias violated Mosaic law in at least three ways. First, Marriage to one who was near of kin, example a blood relation, was prohibited, Leviticus 18.6. Josephus identifies Herodias as the daughter of Herod's brother, Aristobulus. Second, marriage to the wife of a brother was prohibited, Leviticus 18.16 and 20-21, unless the brother died childless, Deuteronomy 25.5-9. Herod Philip was still alive when Herodias married Herod Antipas. Third, Mosaic law only allowed a man to put away his wife, Deuteronomy 2, uh, 24, 1-4. Uh, Josephus writes that Herodias took upon herself to confound the laws of our country and divorce herself from her husband while he was alive and was married to Herod Antipas, her husband's brother. 
This is not the first time a woman in a Herodian family had done this. Josephus, earlier in the same work, wrote about Salome, the sister of Herod the Great, Herodias' aunt, uh, great aunt. Josephus describes her action as against her husband, Custerbris, and she sent him a bill of divorce and dissolved her marriage with him, though it was not according to the, to the Jewish law, for, for with us it is lawful for a husband to do so, but a wife, if she departs from her husband, cannot of herself be married to another unless her former husband put her away. However, Salome chose to follow not the law of her country, but the law of her authority, so, and so renounced her wedlock. Any of these violations would justify John's charge that it was not lawful for her, for, uh, her to have Herodias. And, of course, um, as Christians, it's more important now than ever to stand up to the evils of the world. Um, the only thing that's required for evil to prosper and to win is for good to do nothing. And there are so many issues right now in the world where we need to stand strong as Christians and stand up for the Bible. If you go on and continue reading this article, or if you go and actually read Josephus, you'll see that when, when Herod uh, decided to divorce his wife so that he could marry his brother's wife, who she divorced her brother instead of... Uh, she divorced him instead of him divorcing her, which was not legal in Jewish law. But anyhow, when he put, when he divorced his wife, that actually started a war because the uh, his wife's father was not happy with the way he had her, uh, Herod had treated her, and that's a whole story in and of itself. So whenever you do evil, there is consequences. But Anyhow, back to what I was saying here. So, John the Baptist knew that this, what was going on, was evil, and he called it, called out the evil, and he stood for what was right, and it eventually cost him his life. Now, remember that John the Baptist had known Jesus since he was younger. He was actually Jesus' cousin. John the Baptist, when he was... Uh, before he was born, his father was the high priest, and he had actually seen an angel in the temple, and the, t the angel uh, told him he'd have a son and to call him John. He didn't believe him. He uh, struck him deaf and mute. And then when John was born, uh, he could speak again. So there was that miracle. And then when John was baptizing Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit descended upon him as a dove, and he heard God's voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And so, but there at the end, even John started to doubt. And let's see, in Matthew 11, it says, After Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the town of Galilee. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? See, there at the end, even though, even though John had seen all these miracles, he started doubting, Is Jesus really the Messiah? 
And so, in verse 4, Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. To the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed in the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, to those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, and I will tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you to who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there, is not, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. And so, if we go on, uh, that's quite a praise coming from Jesus, that basically uh, up to that point, at least, John the Baptist was the greatest person to have ever been born. And still, Jesus did not save him from his fate of being beheaded. And, of course, Herod was afraid uh, to put John the Baptist to death because everybody, uh, the people liked him. And so he didn't want to do it. And so his wife, Herodias, she wanted John the Baptist to be put to death, but he was afraid to do it. So what she did is she knew that her husband was really, I guess you could say, turned on by her daughter, and which was his niece. And so she had him to dance, she had her, I mean, to dance before Herod, and he promised to give her anything she wanted up to half the kingdom. Which, that was a poor decision, but anyhow. So he promised her that he would, and she asked for John the, John the Baptist's head on a platter, and so John the Baptist got beheaded. Uh, now, the reason I bring this up, like I say, is that not everybody was called to be Daniel or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Some of us were called to be John the Baptist, or some of us were called to be Stephen, who, as you, uh, if you're familiar with the Bible, recall that John the Baptist was stoned to death for preaching the gospel. In fact, uh, Paul the Apostle, who was at the time uh, called Saul, was the, uh, proved of his death. And so, it is, it's important to do the right thing to do what God wants us to do and to stand up for God. But it's also important to not lose our faith. And two, it it's really is a bad thing to say, well, because something bad happened to me, God doesn't care. And in, um, in John chapter 15, verses 18 through 20, Jesus said, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. 
As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teachings, they will obey yours also. And so Jesus told us that, that we will suffer persecutions for, for following him. And as you can see, especially in popular culture right now, uh, Hollywood or anything, whenever somebody comes out and speaks about Jesus, a lot of people start leaving and uh, trying to run their career. Uh, there have been a number of, number of people to try to ruin Chris Pratt's career because he's openly Christian. And of course, then there's this whole thing with uh, Kanye West. And of course, that isn't what the, today's episode is about, but I would like to throw in my two cents. From what I can tell, I have no doubt that Kanye's conversion is sincere that he really did to give his heart to the Lord. That doesn't mean he won't make any more mistakes. But I think right now he's definitely on the right path. He is trying to learn correct doctrine. And he is so far making this all about Jesus and not about himself. Which is a definite change to his character. Because uh, if anyone who's familiar with Kanye at all knows that before he was just all about Kanye. There was all these jokes telling women, you need to find you a man that loves you the way Kanye loves Kanye. But now, uh, it looks like he's starting to love Jesus more than he loves himself. And that is a good thing. But the, it wasn't just Jesus that told us that we we're going to be, that we we're going to have uh, problems. Also, uh, Peter the Apostle, he said in 1 Peter 4, 12-19, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to uh, test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief or any kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who don't obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. And of course, if you recall with Peter, Peter who has swore vehemently that he would never deny Christ, denied that that uh, Jesus was arrested, he denied him three times, one time even swearing at a little girl who um, said that he knew Jesus. And then, after Jesus' resurrection, he came up to Peter and he asked, uh, found him fishing and you know, he restored him, and he said, when they were eating dinner, he said, 
And Peter, do you love me more than these? And Peter said, yea, Lord, you know I love you. And then he asked him a second time, and now the third time he asked him if you love me more than these, uh, he was grieved, Peter was grieved, and he said, of course I love you, you know that I love you. But he goes, Jesus goes on to tell him that he tells Peter that he is going to die for the gospel. And, of course, Peter did die for the, for the gospel. Peter was martyred, and as church history has it, he was martyred upside down because, or crucified upside down because he didn't want to be crucified the same way that Jesus was. And so, so yeah, so all of the, everyone, not everyone, but a lot of the people in the Bible, all of the apostles, uh, suffered greatly for standing up for what was right, but they had reward in heaven. And it's not always easy to, it's not always easy to stand up for what's right. And sometimes it's actually easy, it is really easy to lose faith and say, well, I stood up for God and these bad things happened to me, so it doesn't look like God stood up for me. But if you're reading the Bible, that's not the way it is. And just because something bad happens to you does not mean that God doesn't love you. And it doesn't mean that you're not right with God. And sometimes people try to say that bad things happen to people because that person is a sinner. But the Bible tells us that bad things will ha that sometimes bad things will happen to us. And that the world will a lot of times be against us because of us standing for God. And I, of course, I haven't always stood for God. There was a time in my life when I didn't believe in God and I would try to be the most blasphemous that I could. So I really relate to that, to that uh, passage where Peter says, I was once a blasphemer and a violent man but God in his mercy showed me forgiveness and mercy because I did so in ignorance and unbelief. And that's where I was, and I'm really grateful that God didn't give up on me when I gave up on him. Whatever you have to do to follow God, it is definitely worth worth the cost. And I might not... Uh, everything in my life might not be going exactly the way I want it, but believing in God and following His gospel brings a lot of peace to your life. And at any rate, regardless of what happens, it is better to stand with God and be judged by the world than stand with the world and be judged by God. I hope you got something out of this episode and if you have a topic that you would like to talk about or if you would like to be a guest on this show you can either you can leave a comment in the comment section on this video on YouTube or you can go to genecurl.com and fill out the contact form or you can contact me at the recovering faith Facebook page, or you can get me on Twitter at Gene Curl.
if you haven't already, please rate and give a five-star review uh, for this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell icon so you'll be notified whenever I post a new video. And check out my store. Thanks for listening and God bless.